Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the MOP Voice. I'm Eliezer Chavez. And I'm Dacia Dillon. And today we are excited to have a special guest that is joining us in this episode. We are blessed to have Pastor Alex Cordoba. A little background about him. Pastor Alex is a father. He is a husband and he is a pastor. He's a father to little Hannah, which everyone fusses about. You cannot miss her. Husband to sister Melissa. And he's a pastor at Hope Church in Los Angeles. And he's been a blessing to the National MOP and has served there for over six years and we're excited to have him. Pastor Alex, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to our listeners? Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone, and everyone that is listening to us uh, through this podcast ministry. Uh, we're excited to be here and then to just uh, share our hearts and the little that we know uh, to everyone that are listening today. And I appreciate uh, the National Messengers of Peace, this team, uh, Sister Dacia, uh, and the podcast team, Eliazar and Christian, amen. So uh, we're, we're excited, you know. Uh, I'm excited. It's, uh, it's fun and, and something new for me. So uh, hopefully we can be a blessing today. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being with us. And today we're going to be talking about a very important topic that I feel uh, you know, anywhere from a young person to an adult, you will fill this stage of life, whether it's you're currently in it right now or you're going to fill it later in life. And that's the subject of burnout. And yes. uh, we've all been there. I think I can attest to all of us being there. And so, Pastor Alex, you're a pastor, you're a father, you balance all these things. And how would you say you pace yourself with your tasks and ministry and just everything that you have on your plate? Yeah. Well, let's let's take it step by step. I think it's... Um there's seasons in your life that you have more time than other people. Right. So let's take, for example, I started being a local president, youth president, when I was 13 in Miami. Of course, I had the time to be in church almost every day. Yeah. You know? And I remember in their church on Tuesdays, we will have rehearsal. Wednesday, we will have a service. Thursday, we will have a Another rehearsal. Friday we have a small groups. Saturday we have services. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was thirteen. I only had high school at that time. All right, I was in high school, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and um, we had the time to do all that. Correct. All so right. we continue growing up, and uh, you go into your teenage life. You start working. You know. Uh, you have responsibility. So I just want to break it down because this is a question that can be someone that is 13 is listening, someone that is a minister right. is listening, someone that is a pastor is listening. So it determines what season of your life you're at to 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 help with yeah. your, your schedule, right? Yeah. At this season of my life, I am a local pastor from the Hope Church LA. I am the district youth advisor in my local district. Wow. I am the secretary for the National Messengers of Peace. I am a father, mm -hmm. a husband, a uncle. Yeah, you see those little details that people don't really see, right? Right. So in, in you have to be an administrator of your time. If not, uh, because I've seen it, right? I've seen it with PKs, and they get they they grow up hating their parents. You never had time for me, right? Mm. Uh, but not only with PKs, but with wives, right? Like, 
when are you with me? Right. Right. So one of the things that I do in my personal life, and I, the church knows this, the National Messengers of Peace knows this, they know this, our district knows, they know this, that on Mondays, for me, it's family day. Good. That is family. They that's don't, awesome. Don't call me if it's if it's okay. If you're dying, okay. But <laughs> don't call me at all. Like we don't book any meetings. We don't do anything on Mondays. Is Hannah, my wife, right? And of course, we have mentors. So one of our mentors actually told my wife, "Well, one of those Mondays, it's just you and your husband. You have to leave Hannah away." Oh. Like, oh, wow, <laughs> that's that's nice, you know. <laughs> so. Um, I think it's, you know, on Tuesdays, I'm going to just go let, let you know what we I do in my personal life, right? So Tuesdays, it's uh, local stuff, I, I calendars, uh, meetings, uh, advice, counseling, uh, go pray for someone in the hospital. Wednesdays are my mm-hmm. MOP days. Like I told Brother Waldo and uh, Pastor Waldo and uh, uh, Brother Judah, Wednesdays, let's meet, let's do those. I'm pasting myself. Right. right? I'm giving time to my family, giving time to my local church, giving time to uh, uh, the national level. Thursdays are usually the district nights where I told the board, let's meet. On Fridays, you know, the hard days come, like Friday, Saturday, and Sundays, right? So on Mondays, I sleep I sleep in. Yes, pastors sleep in. <laughs> okay, man, we, we wake up kind of late on Mondays, you know, and spend time with my daughter. and So it's just timing yourself that right. monday for me it's heaven you know that's a way i i don't get burned out mm-hmm. because uh let, let's let, that, those mondays are very flesh from the flesh i don't even pick up my bible <laughs> to be honest right uh we yeah of course we worship god and we listen to music but that monday not only for my family but for me is a refresher like right so uh it's just if you can time yourself and administer your time well, mm. you you won't get burned out. You know, of course, then we have vacations, you know, all those things. But timing, administering your time correctly, will help you out. And saying no to stuff, and I know I know we're gonna talk about that later yeah. on. But saying no, it's it's not wrong. Right. Yes. So that's how I do it. Yes, thank you, Pastor Alex. That's that's so good. I I really agree with you that um, a lot of what leads to burnout is not knowing how to administer your time correctly. And if you're always so busy, 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 um, you know, busyness can become uh, the enemy of intimacy. So you're so busy, uh, yes. and you you can't be intimate with the Lord at times. Um, which leads us into uh, our next segment is we know that. At times, ministry can be seen as a performance, and ministry without an altar is performance, and performance leads to burnout. So what would you say is something that we should have in, uh, in check for us to know when it is time to uh, know when we're performing and why it's leading to burnout in our ministries? Amen. That's, that's very powerful. And... When we stop having an altar, a personal altar, when we stop preparing ourselves because we are responsible to connecting in one way our the audience, if we can say that way, with heaven. Yeah. 
as a pastor, just let's let's just put it this way. Uh, when I uh, see my position as a speaker, and I don't see myself, a, I'm accountable to the, for these people. Mm-hmm. When I go to heaven, God is going to ask me, "What have you done?" Yeah, you understand. So that keeps me on check. Like when I think about my responsibility as a pastor, where I know God is going to tell me, "What have you done?" You better make sure I prepare myself for that message on Sunday. That's right. Because that's as a pastor, God has given me that trust. Right. Now, as a as a MC, a music director, musician, God has given you that trust to lead your people. And you better make sure God is going to ask us, did you lead them to my glory or did you lead them to your glory? That's good. That's good. Right? So if we lead them to our glory, it's not only going to be you trying to impress people, but you're, you're trying so hard that even after your performance, if you can say it that way, mm-hmm. you're going to start asking people. You're going to try to find a feedback. How do I? How did I sound? So you go talk to your friends, and you want to hear, hey, how was the music, right? Like, how was the sound? How, mm-hmm. how did I? If you don't have that, if you're not doing your own altar, you don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Because you, you're trusting in the Lord that he will use you and if your word or your worship was for just one person, you did your job. God used you for that person. But when you start doing it for your own gain, and that's where burnout comes because you're trying so hard to please everyone yeah, or to just get connected to people because of your performance. So you do extra work. Like, with all the respect, when I, once I preach, I don't ask people, oh, how, how did I do how can I do better? No, of course you have your mentors right. that will tell you what to do and, and what not to say next time. Mm-hmm. But it's not on my job. It's not my job because that's going to be burning me out. Like because I'm going to get everybody's opinion. Yeah. Oh, you should have said this, or you right. should have. Well, my daughter's going through this, or my 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 son is going through this, or my family is going through this. But when you're connected to God. Mm-hmm. They're gonna tell you, Pastor, that word was wow. How did you know my story? How did I don't know? Right. You know, I've had people come to me say, Pastor, how did you know? How when you're praying for me, you knew everything I was going through, and and you said this and this and this. You remember? And I was like, No, I, I just don't remember. I'm sorry. So uh, when it's for your own glory, you're you're never gonna be satisfied. So you're gonna work and work and work and work and work, and you're gonna burn out. But when you're working for God's kingdom mm. and you feel that approval stamp in your life, hey, I can go to bed and sleep, you know? So hopefully that was a, a, a help for someone today, man. Oh, yes, for sure. And I love how you connected the spiritual to the physical. Because yes. I am a firm believer that the spiritual is, is always the root. And then it manifests into the physical. You know, even when you look at the book of Genesis, it says the spirit of God hovered over the waters. Mm -hmm. The spirit was over the physical waters. And so do you feel, Pastor Alex, that spiritual burnout is a reality for a lot of young people? And is it connected to physicality? I believe, and I grew up in Miami where there was a lot of witchcraft and 
all this mm. stuff. And um, I've experienced many things in the spiritual realm. Everything is connected. Yes. I think everything in our life, it's connected uh, to, to the spiritual realm. That's why the word of God says that we don't live by sight, but by faith. Amen. Yeah. And faith, it's literally spiritual. You know, faith, uh, because faith is the things is the things not seen for, not seen. The evidence of things not seen, right? And the only way you can see things that are not seen in your physical is through the spiritual lens. Right. right? So, uh the spiritual warfare that we have it's so powerful that if we're not connected we're building our own kingdom yep and once we connect to our the spiritual we understand that we are in the army of the lord and we're fighting for his kingdom mm -hmm. and once we fight in our own kingdom uh there's no jealousy god uses different people in different ways right so it's very spiritual the way you behave, the way you, you know, I have a hard time. And I'm going to tell you this, the podcast team and everybody that's listening, that when, when we see someone that is so spiritual and then, or they act they're, they're, that they're so spiritual, but then uh, they flirt or they, they say things they, and, and, and words that I just, I, sometimes I just hear my, I just look at my wife and I, I cannot believe that you said that, mm. you know? And if you're connected with God spiritually, that's going to transform in you. The right. way you think, the way you talk, the way. Yes. And let's say, let's, let's take it this far, the way you, th you eat and all that, right? Mm -hmm. And people are like, Pastor Alex, you're talking about eating, right? Have you seen yourself, right? But, of course, you, you also have people that are fighting thyroids and, and, and problem and, mm -hmm. and all the sicknesses, right? And it's all through the spiritual lens, of course, right? But you cannot... Yes, judge someone by this book. You don't know what they're going through, mm -hmm. sicknesses and all that. Is it going back to the spiritual? It is. So it is a spiritual warfare, you know, that you have to fight. So uh, it's very important for me to, for people to understand that everything is connected to the spiritual realm. Yes. Uh, look at young Samuel. You know, he couldn't sleep. He was connected to God. God was speaking to him. And and everything that we see in the Bible that God meant for good, He He the devil does it for evil. You know, people that go through depression, they can't sleep. They people that go through uh, uh, episodes of uh, stress and anxiety, right? All that is spiritual, right? Yeah, there's things that you can they they will lead you that. You know, oh, your parents left you and all that. But in the end of the day, is also spiritual. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not telling you. Not to go to a counselor. I'm not telling you not to go to the doctor. Yes, there's things that you can be helped with, but in the end of the day, is also spiritual, very spiritual. So, uh, and 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 if you don't understand that, it can lead into spiritual burnout. Mm. You know, and then we talk the other way around, right? Not everything, not everything. Twenty four hours is spiritual. There's time to pray. There's time to worship God. And there's time just to be real with people. Go out and play basketball or go watch a movie with the young people, right? Because we also see people that are too spiritual, right? Or they're, those, they're too much salt in this world. We, we are the salt, but when you eat something too salty, it's not enjoyable, yeah. right? So um, 
and there's time for everything. But when you're connected to the spiritual, your behavior, your, the way you think, the way you talk, even when you're in the, in the setting of playing basketball, when you're in the, when you're connected to the spirit, your tongue is controlled. Right? You're added to the whole. They pushed. They pushed me. Well, you you're a basketball coach, right, yes, Sister uh-huh. Dacia? So, you know what? Oh, you get mad, but the spirit of the Lord gets a hold on you, right? Oh yeah, everything is spiritual. <laughs> hey, uh-huh. that that God that he that spirit spirit of the Lord will get a hold on you. Right, right, and, and that is in every sense of the word. You know, uh, even when you're talking to someone and you hear something that you didn't like, right? and you leave it in God's hand. My wife asked me once, just to close this episode in this session, how can you go to sleep after so many things that you've gone through or throughout throughout the day? I said, I put it in God's hands. I know some people want a theological answer and. And I do this and this. I literally, before I go to bed, I say, God, I place this in your hands. Mm. I, my spirit needs rest. Yeah. My, my, you know, my body needs rest. Um, because if I don't put it in God's hands, I'm going to give you a small testimony. One day I was asleep. And there was a spiritual warfare happening in my room and, and with my spirit. And I was screaming so loud in my spirit, you can say that, that I woke up screaming. And my wife like, what's going on? And, and what I was doing in the spiritual realm felt so real that it came out through my physical. Wow. I started screaming. My daughter woke up. My, 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 my wife woke up. And... Before I went back to sleep, I said, Lord, I need you to hold my spirit so I can rest. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how real wow. the spiritual is. Amen. So, And if you don't put it in God's hand, you're going to burn out mm-hmm. your spirit. Amen. Right. Wow, that's such a powerful testimony, Pastor Alex. And I feel a lot of... Uh, you know, listeners that are hearing this episode, they can they can attest to that. They've probably been in a position where, and, and it's important to understand, yes, we have to take care of our physical state of mind, our physicality, but we also have to recognize when something is spiritually rooted because I believe uh, the spiritual root, it, it speaks, it speaks volumes. And even, even David, he stated in Psalms 4, 8, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep for thou, Lord, only makes me dwell in safety. And even David understood that even the, the, the things that we can look at from the physical realm are so interconnected to God just being our peace for our state of mind, being our peace to lie us down to sleep. And, and I just kind of want to, uh, you know, share a testimony as well. So a few years ago, I was, I was at Bible college. And we were having this meeting on how to pray people through the Holy Ghost. And we just felt faith in the room. All of us students had gathered together and we just wanted to pray for anyone that had a need. Well, a few young ladies ended up going up and they had asked a few of us to go help and pray. And I remember walking up and asking the Lord, direct me to the very young lady that you want me to pray for. I don't just want to go up to anyone. I want you to direct me. Who here do you want to orchestrate me to pray for? And there was a young lady right in front of me that God had me pray for. And they told the people that went up there for a prayer request, let the individual that's going to pray for you, let them know what your need is. What can they pray for you? She walks up to me and she tells me, Sister Dacia, can you just pray for strength? 
I've just been really tired. I've been really worried. And I say, yeah, of course, let's go ahead and do it. We start praying and, uh, I just, I didn't feel anything in that moment. And it's just trusting that God is doing what he's doing. But in that moment, I just felt, God, there's something deeper that you want to do, but we're, we're hitting, we're hitting just a dead end here. Well, we ended up making a pause and trying to check in with everyone. How's everyone feeling? Do we need to go back in and pray again? Because even Jesus himself prayed twice. And all of a sudden, Pastor Alex, I stood back and I was watching her. And this is how you know it could have only been God because the Holy Spirit began to whisper to me. All of a sudden, it reminded me that her grandmother had passed away a few months ago. And this, this is what the Holy Ghost said. It said, the source of her strength has diminished when her grandmother passed away. She no longer feels that joy anymore because her grandmother was all she had. And she has yet to understand that the source of her joy has been a huge, it's, it's been detrimental in a detrimental state because her grandmother passed away. Right now, I am about to release a fresh oasis over her. And she was a singer and a musician. And the Holy Ghost said, I'm going to give her a new song. When you go back in and pray for her, you let her know that the cause of the loss of her joy has been rooted in the loss of her grandmother. And this is like one of those moments that the operation of the gifts was taking place. You can only know that it was God because I wasn't even thinking about that in that moment. I didn't even remember that, but the Holy Ghost just whispered into my spirit. I went back, Pastor Alex, and I began to declare that over her. She fell to the ground and the Holy Ghost just took its control. It took its place. And she came to me after. And just like that testimony that you said, she said, how did you know that? said, I didn't know that. She said, I feel a joy in me. I feel for the longest time, my altar has not been on fire. The altar has just quenched itself. I have not had joy. I didn't realize it was rooted in my grandmother's loss. And I said, God's going to give you a new song. And you're not going to be singing the same chords of yesterday, but you're going to be singing a new song because the source of your strength is spiritual. It's spiritually rooted. She thought it was physicality. And yes, we take care of the physicality, but it was what was happening in the spirit world had manifested itself into the physical world, but she had yet to realize it. So I believe it with all my heart. It's spiritually and can be spiritually rooted. And if we take care of the spiritual, I believe God's going to take care of the physical. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and God's going to take care of the physical. I strongly believe it. Let's just link to that spiritual and to this testimony. We find Peter. Mm. Peter um, received that declaration upon this rock. I will build my church. So he, he took off running. In Acts, right, chapter 12. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, they were killing his friends. Mm. And he was the next person in line to be killed. Wow. And he was in the deepest part of the jail with his hands being chained. Mm. And he was tired. Mm. And when you're so tired, this happens. The angel of the Lord came to Peter and touched him. Mm. And what happened? Nothing. And sometimes we get young people to our churches that they're so tired, not only physically, but spiritually. They're burned out. Yeah. They come to our church 
and the word of God comes and touches them, and what happens? Nothing. Mm. Peter was asleep. He was tired. He was burned out. The word of the God, the word of the Lord came and touched, the angel of the Lord came and touched him. Nothing. And the word of God says, the original translation, that the angel of the Lord had to shake him. He shook him. Mm. And once the angel shook him, the chains fell out of his hands. And you know what happened to Peter? He wasn't jumping. He wasn't going for a revival. He said, is this really happening? Why? Because it was burned out. So it, it goes through stages, right? Someone's burned out. God's touching you. I'm just burned out. It's, it's, it's just something. It's just a little voice. It's just God shakes us, breaks our chains, and delivers us. And we continue happening, saying, is this really happening? Ah, it's, it's just emotions. So when you, that's the danger of being burned out. Mm-hmm. Even at church, you know, you know, until God walks them. And look how beautiful this is. God walks, makes Peter walk out. First, he walks him out, out of his enemies and then the gate. And after he left the prison, he went straight to prayer. Yes. Because he needed to be restored spiritually first. Yes. And when he was restored spiritually, he continued preaching. Mm. And the first thing that people are wanting to do right after they get restored, they want to go get a mic, preach, Mm -hmm. uh, get a title. You know, no, 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 no. Go to their prayer closet. Yes. And restore your spiritual first. Yes. And then you'll be able to feed. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was actually the direction I felt the Holy Ghost was taking us next. Glory, glory Psalms God. Psalms 2511, in thy presence is fullness of joy. Yes. And I want to, and thank you for mentioning that, Pastor Alex. Anyone that's listening to this, go to the well. If you are feeling spiritually burnt out, Go to where there is rivers of living water, and that is his presence. God is an oasis. It talks about it in Psalms that we're like a tree planted, and God is the water that comes in, and he just refreshes us like an oasis. Let yourself be refreshed. If it's been a while since you've gone to the prayer closet, it's been a while. You're just frustrated. Get clarity. I often look at the prayer closet as you're walking in the fog, and you need to pull over, and you need to pull to the curb of the freeway, and get clarity in the prayer closet. God will refresh your soul because I'm a firm believer, Pastor Alex. If God refreshes your soul, it will manifest into the physical. It will give you clarity into the physical. Like you said, it, it's, it's transformative. And that is where we need to be found in his presence. I strongly believe it. You know, I, 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 uh, let me just um, tell you really quick how I, you know, people ask, how have you stayed in the church? Your parents passed away when you're 13, had no family in the church, you know. It's been hard. And the only time that you can find strength, it's like all scripture says, you find your strength in the Lord. Yes. 
And the only way you can reach the Lord and have a relationship with the Lord is through the spiritual realm. Yeah. Because God is spirit. Mm-hmm. And how can we reach into him only if you worship him in spirit and truth? You can you can only find God through the strategy of the spirit. Yes. Amen. You cannot persuade God or call God through your flesh. You can't. And that's where the promise of the Lord says, when there's two or three gathered in my name, I will dwell. Other verses says, I will sit on them, like his presence, right? Uh, so it's so, so powerful to understand the spiritual realm and all, uh, all these things in, in life. I remember one day I was going through uh, just pass along putting gas. And I went in to pay uh, inside inside the store to pay. And there was some person that told me, you need to leave. And I, and I said, why? And he said, because I can't do what I'm trying to do because your father is not letting me. Wow. That just gave me chills. <laughs> it's just because even the demons understand the spiritual man when the son yeah. of the lord of, the, of our god a, ch- a child of god walks there mm. even all the spiritual realm all the spirit in the realm needs to understand yeah. that we're children of god you know we we walk let's see the story uh, that the, even the shadow of who saved the the, mm-hmm. the uh, healed the sick peter Right, Peter understood how to walk in the spirit. Yep. So, um, I encourage you, if whoever is listening to us right now, I feel from the Lord that if you're feeling lonely, if you are tired, we just went through a big pandemic yep. where a lot of people lost their altar. Yes, and they get tired. And when you're tired, uh, it's very hard to get back connected, mm. right? When you're tired, you hit your alarm so many times because you, you can't wake wake up. Mm. Some people don't even hear their alarms because they're so tired. That's the danger of being so tired in the spirit and in the flesh that you we can lose seasons in our life, opportunities because we're not hearing, we're not connected. Because mm. probably you're not sinning, probably you're not doing anything wrong, but you're so tired. You're tired. Some, that's how, that's how divorces. You know why? Why are you getting a divorce? Oh, we're just tired of seeing each other, doing the same thing, and there's no refreshment. You right. know? And but if you can take your wife, your spouse, or your kids, your family into the prayer closet, yes, and pray, and you feel that refreshment. Know, mm-hmm. uh, that's what I do. I told the church I'm very transparent with the church. I said, "You guys think I know it all because I come and preach, and God manifests Himself." There's a lot of times I come to this place and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say, but I come to the altar. Yes, because the altar is a place where you say, "I'm nothing, mm-hmm. God. This is your altar. Lead me, transform me." Everyone in the Bible had an altar. Yep. 
everyone in the Bible that were used by God had an altar. So I, if you're hearing us, be careful with being burned out. Please, mm-hmm. please, spiritually, physically, and and have an altar. I, I encourage all the messengers of peace to have an altar. Yeah, that's so good. I like I like how you mentioned Sister Dacia, making sure that we go to that well. You know, John chapter four says that Jesus was wearied from his journey, and he went and sat by the well in Samaria to meet with the Samaritan woman. And as we begin to wrap up, Pastor Alex, we want to ask you this last question from a practical standpoint. When is it okay for someone to say no? Or is there times we shouldn't say no? That is a good, very good question. I remember when I was a youth pastor, uh, I would tell certain crowd, right? You have to be careful who you say this to because... Some people will take advantage of this, but you know, the leaders that were very connected to the to the youth group, I told them there's there's times you you need to say no. You know, when you feel that uh, you're not in control, going back to the administrative side, right? If you cannot control your schedule because you cannot fit things in your schedule. You need to say no, right? When, you know, my wife can understand if I put something one Monday out of the month or once one Monday out of in three months. But when that becomes a cycle, you need to learn how to say no. And I believe this is my advice and this is what I tell people. Get three ministries. I believe three ministries within the church, is, it's more than enough, right? And give your give it your all. Yeah. Right. If there's another ministry, having four ministries within the church, it's it's kind of hard. Right? right. But and of course of course each ministry is different because let's let's take an example. If you're a musician, it's not only what you do on Sundays, you have rehearsal, right? During the week. Mm-hmm. Then you have, let's say you have a life group. That's another thing you're doing, right? And then if you add something else, it's like, when are you giving time for yourself, your mental health? And I know this is not the podcast podcast for that, but your mental health is necessary. Okay, so your physical health, family health, you know, oh, but Pastor, I don't have a family. Practice now. Spend time with your mom and dad because you don't have them forever, correct? And then when you get married, you spend time with your wife. But it's 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 okay to say no. Now, when you're doing more things that are not like you're going, okay, you have time to go to the gym. That's good, but you have time to go to the gym and play basketball and, and do all this for the world, right, or for yourself. And you're only doing one thing for the Lord. They're like, okay, come on, you know, like, come mm-hmm. on, please, like, if you can manage your time there, you can manage your time for the Lord, you yeah. know. And I see that case too, where, yeah, you know, 
Nadasha can speak about this because she's a teacher and she's a coach, right? She has her job and she's a district president. She's all this and she does it. But she's also doing what she likes, you know. I wish I was a coach, basketball coach, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but I believe that she and, and some of you ministers have said no, you know, I can't. And, 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 and it's good to say no when you know you can do it. And listen to this. You have to be careful when you don't understand when your season is over. Mm, that's good. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to continue saying yes and your season is over. So it's it comes a burnout. Okay. Mm. There was a time in my, in, my, in my life, in my season, that I was a district drummer. And I let that go. There was a time in my life that I was a, a, a sound technician. And I let that go. You know, there was a time in my life that I used to start services and I let that go. I knew when my seasons were over and I said no to things. But all that has helped me. Now I got a church where, you know, I'm practically the drummer and the sound tech and all this. I learned all that and it's been a blessing to my life. But there was a season that you need to learn how to say no. And when you do not understand when your season is over, that's going to be a big burnout in your life. So to just go back to, to your answer, if you're saying no because you're just trying to give people a hard time, that's not the route to go. But you're saying no because you're organized and you see your schedule and, you know, you can't do it. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I strongly believe, you know. And this time of my life right now, where I'm a pastor, I'm the secretary, I receive so many calls. Pastor, can you stay on Sunday after anyway, right, to preach in my church? When I was a pastor, I could say yes. Because it was in my schedule. I could do it. But now I'm a pastor. I have a responsibility. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they pulled their cards. Come on, Pastor Alex. You're my friend. <laughs> Come on, Pastor Alex. You know, you know, we, we're going to bless you, right? And thank you for being my friend. Thank you. The, thank you because you have the heart to bless me. But I can't. Because there's a higher responsibility. And to do that, you need to know the responsibility that you have. So that's probably another thing. If you know what's the responsibility and what is the order, my local church is the most important thing in my life as ministry, right? And trust me they're, they're still gonna be your friend they're they're not gonna they they will in the end of the day they will understand and if i can say that they will even respect you more mm. because your life is in order right so i strongly believe that if you have your life is in order you know when to say yes or no even the bible says let you yes be yes and you know be no 
Amen. Having those healthy boundaries yeah. is so vital and there is a time for everything. Well, thank you so much for all the wisdom that you imparted, Pastor Alex. We are definitely blessed by everything that was shared and we want to thank you for coming on today and being a blessing to every listener. And as we wrap up this episode, um, thank you for everyone that's tuning in and listening and we look forward to God continuing to bless this podcast and may God bless you, Pastor Alex, your family, your ministry, and thank you so much for being with us and uh, look forward to the next episode coming out soon and God bless you all.